0: Welcome to the Dork Forest Jack and, and her pals will, will never bore us Shameless confessions About our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile, and smile. So
1: let's explore the Dork Forest And dork down, down for a Hello and welcome to The Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. I am your host of The Dork Forest. You probably know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. We're all over iTunes and Whoever has downloaded it and repurposed it for whatever your needs. That's right. So feel free to review the show on iTunes. Uh, Feel free to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns. Anyway, uh, let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah. He'll sing again his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and Vilmos does my website. Okay. There are many ways to support the show. Let's talk about them. The easiest way is just to tell other people about the show and follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat at Jackie Cation and tell people, uh, word of mouth, word of mouth. Another way to support the show financially doesn't cost you anything is the Amazon banner on JackieCation.com, There's an Amazon banner under support the show. And on dorkforest.com, there's just an Amazon link that takes you to Amazon and both take you to Amazon. You order like normal and the show gets a little bit of a kickback. doesn't cost you extra. It's just a way if you order from Amazon to help the show. More direct way of helping the show, you can uh, give money to the show via PayPal. There's a PayPal button under the support the show page on jackiecation.com. And there's a PayPal button on dorkforest.com. You can donate directly. If you want to give monthly, I haven't made that easy. I don't have a monthly setup. Uh, I know that it's easy. Uh, I just don't have any time to do it. So you have to remember every month that you like the show and then give me money. So uh, I'll use it wisely on audio cables and chocolate, whatever. Uh, another way to support the show if you don't like PayPal is people have been Venmoing me money. I'll take it. That seems lovely. Jackie at com. It's just under Jackie Kation, So whatever. If you have listened to all 600 and whatever episodes of the Dork Forest and would like more Dork Forest, there are premium episodes, probably a dozen of them. And they are, in the last couple of years, if I do a live episode, it usually costs me some money. So I have been putting them up on Bandcamp and they cost money. They cost two bucks a pop. But if you go to the com, you can see those different shows. They're usually live episodes around the world. And there is also a four- four stories on a on a sort of a handmade storytelling album that I made over there, too. And those are just a buck each. So if you want to go to Bandcamp, you can do that as well. You can order merch on JackieCation.com. There are shirts and CDs and a DVD of my stand-up. There's the stand-up CDs, Circus People, It's Never Gonna Be Bread. This will make an excellent horcrux. And my brand-new album, I Am Not the Hero of This Story, And they're all available as CDs on JackieCation.com. They're all available digitally on Amazon and iTunes, and you can just listen to them on Pandora and Spotify and whatever. So, But if you like hard copies, let me know if you want them signed or not. Um, There's also a DVD of the Horcrux album, which is video. That's what a DVD is. And you can download that at ComedyFilmNerds.com if you just like a download. Okay, there are shirts. There's my stand-up shirt, spooky reading girl. There's also two Dork Forest t-shirts. So there's the Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt, and there is a Dork Forest logo shirt. And all the shirts are made in the United States, Union made, so they run a little big because they're made by Americans. Other than that, my stand-up is available on the website on Jackiecation.com. You can watch my Conan sets, you can watch a bunch of different stand-up sets. You can, and then you can see what my schedule's like enough of this let's get into the show it's a really good one hey it's jackie cation i'm in my living room you guys uh with dan cummings you've not been on the show uh, yeah, I well, long time ago, forever, long time like, ago, like two thousand nine or in.
0: something. Yeah, I it was a call in. It, it was, was a call in, in like it in two thousand nine. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's Cummins, <laughs> right? That's correct, Dan Cummins, and uh, you can see you open for Regan, right? I do here and, and there, and yeah. you're you're headlining at the Irvine Improv. Uh, this will this will be done
0: because uh, this is going <laughs> out next week. Tuesday. I headlined. I headlined. Headli- it was great. He's a headliner. Had An amazing guys. time. I don't know
1: if you guys know this. He headlines. <laughs> he, uh, he headlines, and but um, what you should know is that you have um a podcast called time suck and yeah. so timesuckpodcast.com yeah has all of it all of yeah. your links to twitter and instagram yep. and whatever and time suck podcast is everything just so, the
0: handle on everything's easy right yeah. and
1: and does it also have like it, i'm sure it has links to like your schedule and everything. It, does. it does it does it just so,
0: links back to my my stand-up website which i just I, I probably will even not if i don't get rid of i will shrink
1: just, or just point it towards time suck I bought yeah. familypetancestry.com. Okay. Cause
0: okay. it made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh,
1: and so I pointed it at com. <laughs> so whenever any banana head is out there looking for family for, pet ancestry, yeah, to find out if their cats uh, came over on the right. Mayflower, right. um, they go yeah. right to com awesome. for my make fun of your pet material. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, but so time suck podcast yeah. that is. It's just trivia, right? I mean, yeah, just, it's, it's it's just minutia, and you going down a rabbit hole. But like, yeah, but like,
0: you know, it, it put into a narrative form because it, it all came out of you know, I was I, I had a podcast uh, a couple a couple years ago and a couple of them actually, and it just never really stuck. They weren't what I was terribly passionate about, or maybe I was listening to to people right. in the in the biz in the business telling me how to do it.
1: Well, yeah, sometimes it's hard, and I'm like, well, I don't want to do that, you know. Yeah,
0: and uh, it doesn't I
1: lucked into this Dork forest? Business. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> it a... had a, it had a thing from the yeah from the beginning, an idea. Yeah,
0: so... yeah, and, and you know, and, and I, so I just. I was trying to get on with a uh, uh, network or somewhere, and honestly, nobody wanted to even meet with me. I'm not, you know, was not known in the podcast community, not really known in the alt scene, which has a lot of the podcast you know, networks, and so I just didn't even get a meeting. I got one. That's not true. And then
1: they, was it Al Madrigal and Bill Burr? Because I'm on no. all things comedy.
0: Yeah, that's a great one. And now, those
1: guys aren't super alt.
0: Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I only had one with. I had one meeting with uh, sideshow and they were so enthusiastic they forgot that i had a meeting <laughs> so i showed up and surprised them surprised them yeah it was really so I, so i just reached this point a couple years ago where i'm like you know what if no one even cares then like what am i why am i trying to look why at this sweat thing? it why sweat it and, I, and i'm like well, what do i already do what do i already love yes and and since i was a little kid the favorite my like favorite thing basically hobby wise is just to learn random shit it's like it came out of when my when I was really young. I had, I spent an inordinate amount of time with my great grandparents. Uh, where, where
1: your great grandparents
0: Yeah, most people don't even get to know their great grandparents.
1: I didn't have. I mean, I had, I had. I have no grandfathers.
0: Okay, so my family let's cry had, anyway. <laughs> they had no. kids young, and uh, and so, so great grandparents. My great grandparents were more traditionally like normal grandparents age. Okay. Because of everyone having kids. Like, basically, like my great grandma. Were, were had they my, in
1: the triangle shirtwaist fire? What happened? <laughs> How old were they?
0: Well, when? I happen to be from the, the lineage on that side of, of the firstborn. So that helped it's kind okay. of speed up the generation thing there. Right. And and my great grandma had my, you know, grandma, her oldest, when she was, uh wait, what am I talking about? It's not even true. It was, my grandma was her second, but it doesn't matter. She had her when she was like 19, 20. Yep, and then my grandma had my mom when she was eighteen, mm-hmm. and then my mom had me when she was nineteen. So it's like it's sped oh, I things was up.
1: Say seventeen, and keep then going. Your kids and 15, my kids. I had reading. my kids when
0: I was uh, in, <laughs> in the womb.
1: In the womb. <laughs> just, just they were just, already teenagers. They were yeah. clones. <laughs> yeah. They just decided to clone me right when I was yep, born. Yep,
0: exactly. And uh, but but my great grandpa he's a he's an old Swede guy from Sweden, really thick accent, not a big talker. But the one thing we kind of bonded over is he liked to read National Geographic. He's like, and I, and I grew up in this tiny oh. town, you know. Obviously, what pre- little tiny town, uh, Riggins, Idaho, like four hundred and some people. Oh Jesus! It's right. It's right there. I can I point would, to my arm. It's right. Oh, to the heart. You have a
1: tattoo of, of Idaho. Yeah. On your arm.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what's that's because that al- you love it. I do love it. I do love it
1: because there's a heart where the that's town my little is. hometown, little Riggins. That's your little. What's the green thing? At that's the where top? I live now.
0: That's the Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where I'm now based. That, like, that's the Monopoly house.
1: That is adorable. We, I live in a Monopoly house. That's what I always say about this house. Oh, that's
0: awesome. It yeah, yeah just the like
1: shape. A okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like awesome. A, it's just ticky-tacky. tract house from 1951. But well, it's, it's adorable. It's yeah. adorable. Yeah. And you can grow old and die in this house because it's very, all one floor. Yep,
0: it can be a nice death house.
1: <laughs> Somebody asked me. I just, uh, I'm going to weed off. Okay. Uh, I was just in Ireland, and people kept asking me if I wanted to live in Ireland. And I was like, no. No, I don't. I huh? love to v- visit everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy where I live. I don't need to move anywhere. Oh, that's, that's it's fantastic. all working out.
0: That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah.
1: Van Nuys is adorable. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. Anyway. It's a
0: nice neighborhood. Um,
1: so, so, so that's yeah, what, and, and, and he had stuff all around the house,
0: you know, in, in a place where this is, there's no real library to speak of in this and There was one, but it was like, Almost more like a used bookstore than a proper library. I mean, there's, there's it was really pre small, really small, really small, pre four
1: hundred people, I suppose. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It was just like somebody donated some books, essentially next to the city hall, and it was so like
1: it might possibly have four thousand books in it, maybe. If everyone brought ten maybe. books over, yeah, yeah, and many of them Jack Reacher, right, right, so, whatever. right.
0: And and so there's, you know, this is pre internet. This is pre we didn't even have cable there. So there's. Th- you couldn't get inf- information very easily just about the rest of the world, right? And so, but my great grandpa had this this just abundance of all these natural geographics, years and years worth, we and kept I, them all. And I just, yeah, and I just started reading them at an early age, mm-hmm. and I just became fascinated with all the stories of the world. Mm-hmm. And they had almanacs, and the Book of World Records, and it kind of branched out from there. And then it just kind of stuck with me that, like, when I'm procrastinating, like when I'm trying to work on something, like a, a bit or whatever, I'm on the computer. My go to, I just like I'm like God. Whatever happened to so and so? And then I zip over there, and, and then, then I don't want to leave. I just want to keep five
1: minutes to an hour and a half later. I want to keep like, going down the wormhole. I writing something, yeah. yeah.
0: And I and I thought, so basically the podcast. I thought like, well, what if I just turn my procrastination into my job? Like yeah. what if I make that and and uh and I love it. Now it's like I can justify doing all this ridiculous research.
1: Yeah, you know, Andy, who you just met, is yeah. is Mefella and his dad when he was a kid, uh famously in my mind, yeah. said to him, You know, never work for a living because eventually they'll pay you to do what you love to do anyway.
0: Okay. And then mere okay. moments
1: later, Clyde said, That doesn't mean you don't need a job. <laughs> <laughs> So,
0: yeah, no, the the quote I had that was falsely attributed to, I believe, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, but I think it was Oscar Wilde, actually. Follow your bliss. Sexism.
1: Well, no, we don't know. Follow Your Bliss is follow the one that bliss.
0: somebody told me when I was, uh, you know, about a year out of college. And I didn't know what I wanted to do.
1: That feels like parallel thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, c- yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't right. Imagine. It could have been multiple people. The who word said it. bliss. Follow Your sure. Bliss feels, that feels neolithic. That yes, feels yes. like somebody. But same thing. Same yeah, idea. Right. Somebody yeah. who loves to draw, you know, cave paintings. Yeah. And the other cave dwellers are like, what is that guy doing? Right. He's like, right. well, he He's just fine. likes to paint on shit, man. That's his man. bliss. That's his thing. He's, He's just f- a guy who likes to chip and paint on a wall. Leave him alone, right? He's,
0: he's doing this. He's following he's,
1: it. He's following his bliss. Man. He's, he's indulging his passion.
0: <laughs> so, uh,
1: so, so, that's what it, that's yeah. what it came out. How of. How many episodes you got? How long you been? You doing know, it? I've been a doing years? it years.
0: No, I just started last September, so almost okay. a year.
1: So people could get in ground floor.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, and it really started. You know. um to kind of take off a little bit, it, it, now it's this kind of community vibe where all of the topics are listeners suggested. So I just keep a running document of things people write in. People yeah. send in all these, you know, topics and stuff.
1: Oh, once it gets popular, that's gonna get grim.
0: Oh no, I already have an a, a, intern's helping me out, so oh, it's We nice. got interns. But like just people, all listeners, all listeners where I'm just like – I think they would hear me talk about like, hey, sorry, I haven't got back to the emails. I just haven't had time because the research takes up a lot of time yeah. to do that. And then yeah. I have to write out the narrative because I kind of write it out just so it's more structured in my head. And uh, So you
1: uh, – is I, it an do, hour?
0: Yeah, an hour and a half. I write out an hour and a half show every week. And it's like uh, sometimes two in a week where if it's a bonus episode.
1: Rangers, I love you for just listening to me meandering <laughs> around and not knowing. They, though I'll tell you, the listeners to the Dork Forest, yeah, they – like myself yeah. enjoy correcting people and
0: oh, so I, yeah, yeah.
1: I love to get an email that says you know what pronunciation you're corrections. not you're not right yeah and i'm like good to know good yeah to know. yeah there are buildings full of things i don't know i, I built way. a
0: whole segment within the podcast about this called time sucker updates and i do corrections now now at the end of episodes oh, it was do you? because mostly i've, I've learned uh, uh they've teased me a lot about my my north idaho dialect oh. but, but i am not good and i'm a little bit of a mush mouth Pronunciation is not my forte. It's not my strong suit. <laughs>
1: well, uh, my brother Phil was on. I love him dearly, yeah. but um but he has done a lot of acid. And so oh. He uh, can uh, – I forget words and say the wrong yeah. words all the time, but he can sometimes mispronounce words. Well, okay, and okay. Though he told me that uh, – I mentioned that on a previous episode. Right. And he said, you know, that hurts my feelings because I worked on that for my whole life. And I was like, <laughs> Phil, I love you. Uh, it doesn't mean you aren't smart. It just right, means right. Uh, you, you got I, – I, I work like on it. To-
0: yeah, I work on it so hard too. I I, I think I'm a little bit tongue-tied, and I base mm-hmm. that on my kids. They had like a, the pediatrician thought about like snipping their tongues because they're also tongue-tied and had to do like speech therapy a little bit. And so I, I cutting I, their I, actual yeah, like tongues, the, uh, the little line underneath your tongue. Like my yeah. tongue doesn't really go out. Like, oh, that's it. Weird. Yep.
1: Okay. Um, it's, it's tied to my seem judgmental. No, that's just <laughs> fine. You and your body are adorable. It's all working but, out. But for it you. does.
0: I, it, I I think that it does. You know, just physically affect pronunciation where i have to really focus mm-hmm, on, and mm-hmm. and and then i just have a uh, uh an accent of sorts too for my little town just a little regional dialect that for whatever reason i emphasize the wrong syllable syllable sure continuously and so that but that's the thing that people they love to point it's like i feel like it's almost become uh they just they want to find it like a weird where's waldo like when's he going to fuck it up when's you going to mess when's you going to ruin it mm-hmm. and then they're mm-hmm. like ha that's it's 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 Waukesha, not wakisha Oh, there
1: you go. Okay. Wisconsin. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got, we got a. We that got was Slender
0: Man. Of... I learned that.
1: Oh, so let's get into it. So, yeah. I mean, so uh, do you have episodes about, because the list you gave me, let me, yeah. it's Vlad the Impaler, yeah. and The Origin of Vampire Mythology. Mm-hmm. Is there an episode of that?
0: Oh, yeah, that, that one's already done.
1: Yep. Rasputin and the Fall of yeah. Imperialist Russia. Is yep, that one done? That's done. done. Uh, Lisbeth Bathory, mm-hmm. 16th century Hungarian ciliar, serial killer. Yeah, yeah, the, that the one's Hungarian
0: countess. Yeah, that's, that's done.
1: Um,.
0: Oh, MK Ultra! I just
1: CAA mind control uh-huh. experience. That
0: one, you, yeah, I just that one's finished. Out? That one, that one actually comes out. Uh, it's already recorded. It comes out tomorrow. Uh, well, it'll have come out just a few days prior to this.
1: Okay, so it'll come out the same week as this. So, and then Slenderman is the one you're working on now. No, I,
0: I've done Slenderman. The one I'm going to be working on going forward right now is, is actually Ku Klux Klan.
1: Oh, okay, For yeah. or against. <laughs>
0: against, against huh. going yeah. to be
1: against, going to be against you guys. That joke was funny about a year and a half ago. No, ah, longer, is no longer is funny. No longer as funny. Yeah, yeah, guys. but uh, yeah. So why don't we, since there are sure. full hours and a half about yeah. these things, let's not talk about any of those because people should go to Time Suck Podcast and yeah. get into it, man. Well, you,
0: you know, and, and there are all, is a lot of stuff that I, you know, I'll get in my head, but I won't necessarily fit in the narrative. It just seems ex- extraneous or something. But like, you oh, know, that's when, where
1: this belongs. When you, this when, is where exactly where that goes. Well, when
0: you brought up your uh, your your brother with the LSD, it's like uh, MK Ultra is all about LSD.
1: Who is MK Ultra?
0: MK Project MK Ultra, and I sound—I'm going to sound like a conspiracy net, but these are unsealed documents. Are you? I'm—I'm I'm not. I research a lot of conspiracies, and no, I'm not. I will debunk probably more than I kind of reaffirm. There are some that I believe that are, some people might consider a little wackadoodle, but there's oh, others that I'm like no way.
1: Go, uh, Karen Rontowski talked the about Mothman. It. Yeah. Is yeah. that the one you listen to?
0: Yeah, I listened to it. yeah, yeah.
1: It was I was just sitting there going, mm-mm, nope. No. And, uh, I, yeah. But the thing is the thing about dark dork force, safe space. Sure. Safe sure. space. You can you can totally be into the thing that well, I'm not into. Well that's I
0: researched, fine. you know, like it's funny because she she mentioned, as you know, having been there, uh speaking to her, she mentioned uh Sasquatch very briefly <laughs> as far as an in- yes. interdimensional traveler. And that's a big theory with him, you know, and it's uh and I researched Sasquatch for a previous episode too. And um, yeah, things like that, you know, like the the flat Earth, these kind of the, the paranormal, a lot of paranormal stuff. I, I the moon up, landing, moon landing, I, I don't think was faked. You know, I, I think it happened. You yeah, know? I think
1: the Earth is really round, you guys. I'm not Earth is very
0: round. That's I have a T-shirt round. based on flat Earth, making fun of it. Yeah, uh, but. But I will – you know, I will go down certain rabbit holes where I'm like maybe – CIA keeps coming up in in, in, uh, episodes I've done like JFK Assassination. I did a – that's my only two-parter I did. Right. And that one I honestly do think –
1: There might be something there.
0: They had something to do with it.
1: Well, the weird But there was motive to me. uh, This is what I'll say about a CIA conspiracy. Right. They have a large budget because my thing with conspiracies is they're usually very expensive. And I I always think about motive and who's paying for it. Yep, yep. And um, the CIA Mm -hmm. has money.
0: Exactly. And
1: uh, I don't know. And the motive, the the minds of men, I cannot tell you. Sure, sure. But –
0: Well, you know, the CIA – like, and I can't think of off the top of my head of what the act is called, but Truman in 1947 created the CIA. The CIA came out of the OSS. Right. was the Office of Secret –
1: uh, secret it, it, stuff. Secret off, stuff. Secret off. stuff out of World War II. No, it was the secret two. stuff.
0: But, it, but it was the OSS, and it was out of World War II, absolutely, because yeah. you know the U.S. never had a peacetime intelligence agency prior to the CIS. And, and, they, and they formed the CIA, uh, CIA with this act uh, in, in, the, in the midst of the Cold War, the yeah. beginning of the Cold War. And it was oh uh, the Russians are doing this you know everybody was
1: everybody super, else has a secret uh, everybody else has intelligence has a bunch of spies right. let's have some spies let's have you some guys. spies
0: they were very 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 worried about the spread of communism like like yeah. you know extremely worried and uh, and they and they did give the CIA autonomy to uh, come up with to plan and execute their own missions and never have to report actually not supposed to report to the Oval Office.
1: Right. Because they like wanted them to... plausible have- deniability. Thank you.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
1: So when you create... I've read f- a fair number of James Bond and okay. Helen McCarthy books and uh, like sort of spy novels. Yeah, yeah. And I think that must be why they wrote them because people came out of those things going, oh, I yeah. can write fiction about things that are really happening. Yeah, oh my
0: God, it's it's insane. Like the things that they really... But you think about like... That were allowed. They're, they were they were they were allowed to break rule, you know, laws internationally. You know, encouraged to to yeah. do whatever they needed to do to topple <laughs> yeah. regimes they didn't think were friendly to the U.S. agendas. Right. That's ha- that's and why they were has built come
1: to to bite us in the ass. Right. I oh mean, yeah, they he,
0: trained so many people over you know, that turned yeah. or, turned against us later.
1: Right. And but, but I mean, the thing is, is if you're affecting elections in other countries, yes. which is uh, the new kind of warfare that came out yeah. of the Cold War. Yeah. Yeah. And then. All of a sudden, you are the recipient of someone messing with your election. JFK or
0: Uh, something, you know, like wanted to cut their butt, wanted to get rid of them.
1: Yeah. Because they were like, "Well, this is actually going to turn around and bite us in the ass." Right, right. And uh, we're living it. We're yeah. living it right well, now. Yeah, I know. I God mean, knows it's a what's weird going on. end of yeah. empire. Yeah, uh, I, I'm a big fan of empires just ending uh, with okay. a whimper, okay, okay, instead of an explosion. Okay, because uh, I, I don't play the violin. Oh. So um, so <laughs> yeah. but the uh, <laughs> but uh, like the way the British Empire sort of ended okay. in, at the end of World War II and into World and into the Cold War, right? Was Relatively peaceful. I mean, it right, caused a like hardcore India stuff recession. That, mm-hmm, yeah, it mm-hmm. caused a hardcore recession and there was a lot of problems and there was, you know, a lot of recrimination and all this yeah. stuff. But it did not end in a flaming, like, it didn't right. implode with riots and civil war. They had that uh, hundreds of years ago. Yeah, So yeah. They, yeah. they've had several iterations of sure, empire. Sure. So. Uh, disappointed. I, I never wanted to live. I love history. I never yeah. wanted to live through it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. my God.
0: Well, that's what I've learned. You know, it's like I do in all these like Vlad the Impaler and these Hungarian like Elizabeth Bathory. You learn about like 16th century Hungary or 15th century Wallachia, you know, in like uh, southeastern South Eastern Europe. And whenever someone's like, oh, man, this uh, world's just going to hell, man. This Things have never been so bad. Read a book, my friend. <laughs> they were much worse. <laughs>
1: Right, other people have gone through exactly this. Yes, and it doesn't. It 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 ends. Yeah, but it's a shit show. Oh yeah, for decades. Yep, and peasants so-
0: back then it was unbelievable. Like. There was always some <laughs> asshole trying to take over their village that had nothing to do with those people, but they were trying to expand. They were just always in the middle right. of a horrific, bloody shitstorm. Always. Yes, always. They had no rights. Like, l- literally had no rights. Uh, they signed away their rights in Hungary because of an uprising that was squashed. Mm-hmm. And so they just got – they were – yeah, shit. But, uh, but this Ultra, this is the new – I was fascinated with because um, I've, I've only done LSD once. Uh, me too Freaked me out I did yeah. a lot of it and it
1: you did a lot of it I did, I did a lot lot of it. fourth of a hit
0: I did three what was it three four tabs? and a half hits I did four and a half tabs dude and it and it I almost it was the, like a, it was a, it was a, it was a nightmare it was a nightmare for five or six hours where I just I thought I was it's uh, the, the most horrible thoughts. Right. Like, yeah. I was in Vegas. I was, and I did it. I was just crawling around like, like an animal trying to get back to my hotel. Vegas
1: is already, it's already,
0: thing. it's already gross. It's already it, gross on the strip. And then, yeah.
1: and then all, you're like, I, my best friend is the guy slapping his hand <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with, with the strip show thing. Uh,
0: uh, oh my gosh. But, but so, but so I, I have, it was interesting to do the ultra thing, having at least done shrooms a few times, having hallucinated on acid and and to learn the origins of acid. So basically what MKUltra was is right after uh the CIA gets going, you know they have their various projects working on different things. And there was the uh a parallel project kind of like the Manhattan project, not CIA but the Manh- the, the uh, race to build bigger and better nuclear weapons. Okay. To be, to beat the Russians. Right. Well, cuz we we suspected Russia of, you know, really uh moving quickly on all these nuclear programs so we Not needed to move faster
1: that they don't have any money <laughs>
0: right, yes right because
1: they're communists <laughs> right
0: right. and so there was also this uh this line of reasoning where the uh CIA agents suspected uh Russians of having developed some kind of mind control substance this was a real thing this came out of like right. the OSS actually researched looked into hypnosis to try and hypnotize someone to get them nearer hitler to then give him some kind of code code word like a manchurian candidate kind of thing that would make him get rid of hitler so, no wonder yeah
1: yeah so so, these thoughts
0: are floating around like this is the right. things that are people looking it's, at
1: fiction becomes reality right the, my the best thing that ever happened was star trek uh, they'd go up to a door and it would automatically open right on set it was two people pulling the doors away right in real life there were scientists that were like well, we can do that. Did you want that?
0: Wow. And then yeah. all yeah. of a sudden
1: you get to go into a grocery store with things in your hand. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah. So this is yeah. this is fiction. Right. This is this is fiction turning into reality. Like people yeah. thinking, well, there must be mind control. Well, there, just, well, there has to be a way to do this.
0: Th- these guys later would say in interviews, there was just this atmosphere of we can't discount anything because if we don't look into crazy possibility number 173 mm-hmm. and the Russians do... And, the, and they developed some supernatural kind of power, we're, we're done. We're, right. we're screwed. Right. And so they just started looking into, and what the, the basic, the, the main thre- three things that they really wanted to figure out uh, was selective amnesia. Okay. They wanted to be able to figure out how to wipe somebody's mind clean of being interrogated. <gasps> okay. Because how great would that be if you could interrogate somebody, yes. then wipe their mind clean, and then have them just not remember who interrogated or even being interrogated? Yep. So that was an important thing to look for a truth serum. They wanted the truth serum to give to people they had detained, subjects, to then extract whatever information they wanted. Right, because they they would get a hold of people, yes. They would torture them. They would do different things. But you couldn't count for sure 100% on that information being accurate. Right. But if you could develop some magical truth serum… Okay, then, then you could. Then you, then you could. Right? And then the ideal thing would be absolute mind control. They wanted to reprogram someone's brain and essentially make a super agent. Because if you could, because one thing they were always worried about.
1: looking super soldier, they were looking super mind control. For the mind, because, yeah. like, you know, if,
0: if one of your agents gets, and, and, and again, I, I believe this. Uh, I don't even know if it's a conspiracy theory. Some people would call it that because I understand the motive. Mm-hmm. It's like that's practical. If you're one of your CIA agents gets, uh, you know, is over in East Berlin, gets captured. How great would it be if you could know for sure they would not give up any information under interrogation because right. they're programmed not to do so right. on, on, like a hardwired level? Yes. You know, and then also how great would it be to capture a Russian uh, spy reprogram them to be a double agent and and go back. back. And then also if that person could get in the Kremlin and get close to like Stalin or whoever, you know, uh, with some code that could be hypnotically programmed in their brain, turn into an assassin, you know, and just, so that's, but they were really looking at this stuff right? and they're experimenting on everything. They're, 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 they're getting people, uh, like North, North Korean POWs and they're giving them like injecting them with various chemical concoctions and then question them trying to get the truth serum going. Right. And, and then they're like, well, okay, that's, that's not working. So then –
1: That's charming. That's charming. They yeah. go to all
0: these uh, Harvard and other universities and these uh, – and they basically fund programs secretly to have these professors test things out on volunteers. Yes. So they can study it that way. <laughs>
1: Who hasn't volunteered in college to be part of a test? Yeah. Sure, I'll take yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, uh, one famous person that came out like uh, the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, was part yeah. of those early Harvard trials. Oh, was he? Yeah, he 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 was um, not with Where? LSD, but he was uh, had his mind messed with a bunch. Uh, Timothy Leary, um, you know, the big LSD guru of the sixties, mm-hmm. he was around that stuff uh, with Harvard and different things. You know, okay. prior. So it's like the CIA did introduce acid, and I'll explain.
1: It's How? kind of awesome that they went to Harvard instead of going to right. like a community college. Right?
0: Oh they, well, they, they they kind of ran the gamut. Later, they would do some very seedy things.
1: You well remember there was in, in the southeastern United States there was a sterilization project yes. with the Native Americans. Yes, and yeah. uh, you're just like, okay, you don't get to be, you don't get to be in charge of shit. Right? I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. No. Just, no. Yeah. I mean, there's just and, nightmare stuff that happens oh, because of all of this. Yes, it leads from. Uh, and I love science fiction. Right. And I right. love fantasy and I love orcs and, and yeah, trolls, yeah, yeah. And dragons and swords. Yeah. And, but it's sort of weird, like, cause anybody can write anything, right? Right, I mean,
0: right. Yeah. That's a it. Reddit is
1: proof. Reddit is proof that if you are a horrible person, you can find eight other people to hang out with. Sure. And, sure. And, and, yeah. and start a club. Yeah. Uh, but Andy, I'm going to tell a story, so sure. you, you want to make a note to where you are when. That, oh no, when I, your remember. Story? I remember, I remember, yeah. Because I was going to tell you a story. He just went to Gen Con, okay. which is the best four days in gaming. Okay, and it's a board game, RPG gaming, tabletop gaming. Eighty thousand people. Oh, wow. Okay. Go to cool. Indianapolis and play a bunch of board games. And
0: awesome. Uh, yeah. His
1: buddy uh, Barrick uh, ran a, a, a superhero. RPG game where he took all of the characters, it was a DC Marvel crossover. Okay. So it was Power Man, Power Girl, Wonder Woman, Wonder Man, and uh, Shazam, which was Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel. Okay. So, and he switched their genders and he switched, um, he switched their costumes and he put them all together in a big mashup of a of a story. Okay, and in the course of the the paperwork that he handed out to play this game, yeah, you find out that all three of the Marvels the and Wonder and Wonders, yeah, the women were all at some point in in I think Golden Age, Silver Age, or whatever in okay. the history okay. of comic books, yeah. All three of these women characters, who either have Wonder or Marvel in their name, sure. were raped by a supervillain and impregnated with um, a clone of themselves. <laughs> and then they had, they had the birth almost, like Immortus did it to Captain Marvel, I think okay, it was. Okay. She, uh, because he's Immortus, he's a time travel crazy guy, right? Okay. So it, she has the baby in like a week and a half. And then that baby is a supervillain and she has to kill it.
0: God. And then yeah, they yeah, mind yeah. wipe her. Okay.
1: So all three, both DC and Marvel, over the cl- last 50 years, yeah. three different women have been raped by supervillain, have had to had those guys' babies, had to kill those babies. All three of them yeah, had that's to kill a Dark,
0: them. That's a dark plot. It's yeah.
1: Super dark, weird, yeah. weird. Yeah. Three different writers. Right. Where you're like, what is happening? Banana heads, uh, just crazy fucks. Right. And like... Why and then had to forget about it and then right, they made him completely right. forget about it. They're like, maybe that wasn't a great idea. No, right, never mind. <laughs> and uh, it was essentially just some twelve-year-old thinking the worst thought in the world. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. If you follow that, but you know, it was path. written
1: by a forty-two-year-old dude. Right. So that's unfortunate.
0: And, but I'm, but I'm sure, possibly, uh, maybe under the same you know thought of like, well, you know, it's a villain. Villains are bad. There, there's it. nothing out of out of the you know. Uh, uh, that it's too immoral for them to do. So right. that's you know I'm sure like uh, you know if you if you just follow that logic and you're like well here's that's, they're going to be horrible they're going to have to do some horrible things but it is that, that is a weird like, twist to have
1: and parallel weird thought
0: uh-huh to have the mom like, have to kill I their can... own
1: rape child right it's wow. like first of all we're raping you second of all <laughs> you're having the baby that is the person who raped right. you and so you yeah. Somehow revenge porny, kind of right. kill that baby, and yeah. then we're like, that's weird. That'll what? probably haunt you. Let's get rid <laughs> of that thought. I get,
0: but I, I bet they uh, all three ended up being the same though, because it is the same logic. Like if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, what's the fucking worst thing? What's the Along the lines of rape. Okay, so let's let's go with the rape angle. What's the worst thing? Okay, next worst thing is you got to have the baby, but then you're gonna love the baby because it is a baby. It's not the baby's fault. It's your baby. It's your baby. But then you're gonna fucking kill the baby. You know, it's like they're just. Well, how can the we weirdest, twist it into the worst spot?
1: It's like it 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 is proof yeah. to me that comic books can be about anything.
0: Right. Yes. And, yes.
1: And you're just like. I don't know that they should be entirely about. I mean, it's, yeah. like, but they yeah. get to be. It's like stand up comedy. Exactly, exactly. It, gets, it, it can be about anything.
0: I know. And, and that's what, and, you know, and, and I imagine you probably are in the same boat where my, my thought on that is I would never want to stop anyone from going to the worst place mentally imaginable. Right. I'm not interested in always observing uh, it. I don't need to watch it. I, yeah. I don't need to be a, f- no. a fan.
1: And, but yeah. Here's what would be great is if it had a really great punchline. <laughs> Instead of just the topic, just horrific statements. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's you know the whole who, thing. who often has a really, who almost always has a horrific topic, but you, but often has a great punchline to go with it. Yeah. Is Mr. James Inman. Oh, yeah. I know. Jim. have been Yeah, I know
0: of him. I've never actually met him, but I've known of him since I started because I started in the Northwest. Oh, there you go. And he was in Seattle. I know he's Kansas City. Right. But he was Seattle for a while around right. the time. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. He's yes.
1: essentially a fucked up version of Doug Stanhope. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that's inter- saying something.
0: I love a that. fucked up version of <laughs> Doug Stanhope, who usually is the person like, oh, you know, he's a, Doug Stanhope is like a fucked up version of so and so. And then to take it that extra
1: spot. <laughs> yeah, just one more. Right, just one more. Right. Level. right. That's I, hilarious. I used to, before, before he had kids, I was like, and you know who the cleaned up version of Doug Stanhope? Because I love to do no. that. That's one of my favorite. Who's, who's games. the
0: cleaned up version? Augie Smith. Oh, funny. Yeah, it well, goes, know, Smith, he's Doug another guy Stan- I've known forever from the Northwest. Yeah,
1: because yeah, it goes Augie Smith, Doug Stanhope, James Inman in my head, <laughs> and uh, but then it also it uh, I also go um, uh, Michael Keaton, Judge Reinhold, Steve Gutenberg.
0: Okay. So, okay. Or Michael some, Keaton being the best actor. Yeah. I'm right. Ass- and yeah, sometimes
1: okay. I flip Judge Reinhold and, and Steve. Uh, Gutenberg. Uh, depending on the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you never know. And then yeah. I go Dabney Coleman and uh, uh, Gene Hackman. Okay. Okay, I like, I think I like these. Abney Coleman is the poor man's Gene Hackman, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, and uh, okay. I, I don't know that either. I don't know that any of those seven gentlemen right. are pleased by that analogy. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Do they even want to be mentioned? I don't, yeah, I don't think I don't know
0: of anyone <laughs> who would be like, you know, uh, I love it when I'm referred to as the poor man's version of blank. I, right. I, no, no, I, don't I don't know nobody that wants any, wants no, 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 Or the rich man. On their own bio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the poor man's version Right, now. right. <laughs> my
1: brother once, one of my brothers, my brother Russ, not my brother Phil, okay. said to me once, he's like, you're kind of like Thelma Ritter. Uh, and I was like, why... First of all, no. Right. Second of all, that's not a bad thing. If I could get, he's like, would you ever want Thelma Ritter's career? And Thelma Ritter. I don't know
0: Thelma Ritter. Thelma
1: Ritter was a, a character actress. Uh, okay. She played uh, in, it's, um, did you ever see Miracle on 34th Street? Yes. Uh, the original, obviously, yes. with Natalie yes. Wood. She played in in, in line for Santa.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: She played the little boy who wanted the fire truck that she couldn't find. She played the mom. She couldn't oh, find God. the fire truck. Anyway, she was yeah. in a lot of movies where she played the drunk house, housemaid of uh, uh, Doris I, Day. I, yeah, I, Doris, I In Doris Day, Rock Hudson movies? I, I,
0: I, can all, I feel like her face is right in the periphery. She's super
1: pointy. And uh, I think I know who you're talking funny. about. I, didn't, oh. I never knew the name. In "It's a Wonderful Life," right. she was the one who wanted eleven dollars and fifty cents on think, the yeah. bank run. Yeah, I, I, so, I have a vague
0: recollection of this face. I think, I, but I didn't never knew. She a always name.
1: looked forty. Okay,
0: okay. And yeah. Even yeah. when she was sixty,
1: yeah. she looked forty. Right. But even right. when she was twenty-five, she looked, yeah. It was 40. one of those faces. Yeah, and so oh Russ, Russ Cation was like, "Would you ever want Thelma Ritter's career?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't I want? Th-? She was in a hundred movies. Oh, she, yeah, she got to hang out with Rock Hudson and right. Cary Grant and Doris make State. a great living." Yeah, I've been in all those movies. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. That's, yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah, now. Well, so I do remember. I have weeded off completely. No, but Where I were remember. Were we?
0: Go. We were we were back about how like uh, mm-hmm. the LSD was going to get into the states. Yeah, and when you were talking about that, those people following kind of dark logic to its end, or we were kind of discussing that. Well. You know the CIA initially they were, they were doing experiments. Kind of, uh, I mean, it's still ethically not good, like on POW stuff. But then they're like, okay, well now we need let, let's get some volunteers. By the end, they would just get to just doing things to unwitting people, U.S. citizens and stuff. Okay, but, but but LSD comes out of what I was talking before, out of this exploration to try and find some kind of mind control drug. Yeah, and then. LSD was actually invented in Switzerland in 1947 by accident. It was a a, a Swiss uh, chemist working for a pharmaceutical company, Albert Hoffman, I believe is his name. And he uh, was working on – they were studying the ergot uh, fungus that was – you ever heard of St. Anthony's fire? No. Okay. In 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 medieval times, basically there's this fungus – that can uh, uh, get into rye, get into grains, okay. and, uh, and just kind of corrupt uh, this food source. You know, people obviously ate yeah. a lot of bread back in the medieval times. And so what it, what it does, it's a horrible – the long-term effects of ergot poisoning are really, really bad. And, uh, and they can kind of manifest along two lines usually. One is along gangrenous lines. Literally, they start making your flesh rot oh, and, and, and attack your nervous system where you can have spasms and convulsions and, like, you know, seizures. And they can also create powerful hallucinations. Okay. And so there was episodes of entire towns going insane in medieval Europe. One was in Germ- Germany, and I can't remember the uh, the year. But uh, you know, there's this there's these episodes where, and, and it, it got this name Saint Anthony's Fire because of the uh, monastic or monastic, yeah. or the monks, the monastic order that. Try to take care of these victims but they okay. never knew what it was and and then and then kind of like uh, what the alchemists they never
1: they never knew what it was they, they, they didn't know what it was took the, forever to figure out that it figure. was this weird fungus yeah. that was infecting grain because you Salem couldn't tell
0: trials. they think it could have been that they could have been because they've traced. Historians have traced uh, scarcity of rye yeah. to um, uh, a, a much higher incidence of witch accusations. Because when when there's not as much rye, I may
1: never eat rye bread again.
0: Well, when there's not as much rye, you're more likely to kind of eat some like shady looking rye. Be like, eh, that looks a little moldy or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I'm hungry and there's nothing else. Yeah. And so, uh, but but folk folk uh, kind of doctors, alchemists, and stuff like that, they realize that a a small amount of it could be helpful in childbirth it could kind of stem bleeding oh. it, it, it had other kind of benefits so anyway this pharmaceutical company is studying it for along those lines okay for kind of like childbirth medicine in the 40s yeah uh, yeah in the 40s exactly and, and then this guy he's you know he's trying all kinds of he he found out that this lysergic acid was the components the the chemical little component that allowed it to be medicine like he traced it to that and then he's pairing it with different things yeah to try and figure out uh, what other uses they may have for it. he's looking for I believe some kind of respiratory uh, medicine Medicine. And he paired it with this D, which is I think di- diethylamide. I can't remember off the top of my head. Diethylamide, I think, is the right word. Some crazy science word, right? And uh, sure. And and, and initially uh, doesn't th- doesn't think it works. But he did have this weird moment with it where he, uh, after uh, handling you know the very first batch of LSD. He uh, basically started to hallucinate and, 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 his and start, balls he's tripping off. his balls off. But he but no one knows what tripping is. Right. So he just he just thought it might have been the chloroform he was using it with. And he kind of just lets it go. Yeah. But it sticks with him. He comes <laughs> back. Yeah. He, he as, as it will. As it will. <laughs> and a couple years later, 1947, he comes back to it. and He's like, there's something there. There's something with that LSD. He's like, I want to find out what that was. and And he does eventually identify that it, it you know, a little bit. Uh, Got into his skin and that's – and so then he starts testing himself, starts dosing himself, and Uh. he initially dosed it with uh, like one one one-thousandth of what would – you would give a a similar dose of another kind of medicine. Like such a small amount because he didn't want to poison himself. He didn't know if it was lethal, but he didn't think he would feel anything. And, And I guess the amount he gave himself was still like four or five times a normal tab today. Oof. Because it's extremely potent. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and he tripped big time this For next time. Six hours. Yeah. Like, like he thinks he's going insane. He has his to have somebody take him melting. home. Yeah. He doesn't recognize his neighbor because her face is a witch face and people are yeah. trying to kill him, you know, paranoia. But then he also has beautiful, you know, color, color experiences with color and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, they start trying to figure out what is this thing? What it is, you know, and start, you know, doing more experiments with it. He starts taking more trips around some colleagues and things. Yeah. Eventually it makes it to the states, another uh, a, a Viennese doctor. Uh, uh, Ends up co- doing a presentation On it in Boston In like 1949 mm-hmm. And eventually The CIA hears of this Because you know They're just getting Going with Project uh, <sighs> MKUltra gets going right. In the early 50s And they're like What is this stuff And maybe this They think that maybe They could give LSD To somebody yeah. And when their mind Is in some other world They just can reprogram them. it They can like Reprogram <laughs> that person's brain And maybe finally Have their mind control thing So mm-hmm. it fascinates them enough Where the, this, it becomes Because it's the most Powerful hallucinogen They've come across Yeah You know And, and, and they have all these interesting theories on what else they could do with it and the one that stuck with me i think this is amazing actually uh uh, they they figured out that like a suitcase full of pure lsd would be enough lsd at that time in the early 50s to make the entire nation trip and so they they come up with this idea like what if we got a huge amount of it and put it in a city's water supply like of another country. It's like,
1: wait, they really were like, they weren't, they oh, didn't do it. Country.
0: They didn't do it Yeah, But they thought like, what a great military weapon you're, you're trying to take Ugh. over some city, have the entire city trip before anybody knows what tripping is.
1: Scarecrow.
0: Oh Yes scarecrow yeah. yeah exactly like exactly yeah. exactly like make people just lose their minds yeah. oh, oh my god i bet scarecrow was totally inspired by this stuff yeah. so so they, they come up with that and then they also start like wanting to do individual <laughs> experiments yes and it, it's hilarious to me looking back initially they start doing it themselves so initially ultra agents are taking acid just, yeah. just and documenting like how do i feel all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. then they're like well god and they're having uh professors on like harvard and stuff get volunteers and give those volunteers LSD and monitor what it does on them. Yeah. But then they realized if we're going to mimic, and this is when it starts to get really shady, really, really shady ethically. If we're going to mimic how we would use this in, in the real world, we got to give it to people who don't know they've been given it, which is horrific to do to somebody.
1: Oh my God. So yeah. So the roofie of, of the 1950s. Right. Right. Congratulations. CIA initially they
0: start doing it, which I think is it's, it's fucked up, but also hilarious to coworkers. (laughs) So they'll just spike oh. a coworker's drink with LSD and that person will just lose their shit. But at least they kind of are aware of the program. Yeah. And then one of their main, main blunders that actually came back to, to haunt them in the form of a lawsuit that Gerald Ford Ford, uh, president Ford, uh, later apologized about and gave the widow some money and actually got this guy to write the book, to search for the, uh, Manchurian candidate, John Marks, who, who read the book or wrote the book that I kind of based most of my research, research on, uh. They they went on a uh the initial Ultra agents went on like a a, a weekend kind of retreat yeah. with members of a similar organization like the Army's, I I believe their intelligence office. Okay. They were kind of working on some projects together, yeah. but these people didn't know about LSD yet, didn't know about Ultra. And they spiked the alcohol at the party at the retreat with acid. And one of these guys, I, I believe his name is um Frank Olson, Dr. Frank Olson if I'm remembering this right loses his fucking mind like
1: a medical doctor
0: uh yeah some army doctor yeah yeah yeah. and he he freaks out yeah he doesn't know what's happened to him you know he's tripping like crazy they take some uh, hours to find this guy they find him by by the side of the road cowered down afraid that monsters are trying to kill him yeah and basically he doesn't come down he, his, his, he never comes he, down. He, he stops hallucinating, but his feelings of persecution and paranoia start to intensify to the point that, like, they he goes mad. He goes mad. His his wife notices. Obviously, he's acting like crazy at home. They they want to take him to New York to have him observed by a CIA, you know, whatever certified right. or a psychiatrist. The night before they're supposed to take him to a sanitarium and have him kind of evaluated for a while, he runs and throws himself through a window on a tenth floor. New York city uh, hotel and smashes and dies on the street below. And they tried to cover it up. They tried to act like it wasn't. And that was one of the things that, exposed kind of ultra later there okay. Senate hearings in the 70s and this was like a major focus of it it's like right. the ethics but but it doesn't stop them they started doing the craziest stuff they opened up a safe house it
1: doesn't stop them of no, course it does of doesn't. course
0: not they, they, they opened up a safe house in New them York and City their
1: collateral damage
0: exactly yeah. exactly and, and they talk about that it was very much an atmosphere of the end will justify the means yeah you know if we can get this to work whatever we have to do so be it mm-hmm. they opened up a safe house in Telegraph Hill uh, in San Francisco okay and they start. They would have like these uh, see through mirrors, and they would observe like uh, basically like uh, criminal informants. They had these safe houses. They started working with law enforcement. Yeah. Law enforcement brings in one of their uh, snitches. Snitches. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Snitches. And then the officer would spike that person's drink with, with, the, with LSD and never tell them.
1: Oh my! Oh my God! And 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 then it's <laughs> just what, a sign of the end of. Of democracy and, oh. and the and the Republic dream, the dream of the oh, Republic. Oh, so,
0: so, so many things. We know, soon,
1: with the creation of the CIA in 19—what yeah. was it, 47? Uh, 47, it, 1947. Yeah, was, I think it was the
0: National Securities Act, yeah.
1: Oh, crying out loud. But, but it's just fascinating, all this stuff. I mean, I, I really could just
0: talk about it for days, but it, but it is just—it's interesting when you really research this stuff, and, and there's an element of society out there that whenever you bring up anything yeah. that shows our government acting in a very secretive, nefarious uh unethical way. Yep. No, no, we wouldn't. No, I don't know where you read that, but come on. What do you know? This stuff
1: has happened.
0: Right. You know, and they, it's like and it's they, like that's they've why You've had to admit it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's different to speculate Right. That 911 isn't didn't happen.
0: Right, which I'll be looking whatever. into. I'll be looking into that one in, in a month. You can look
1: into that. Yeah, I had a lot of requests and you're and, alone. Uh, <laughs> in wanting to do that of the two of us. So congratulations. Uh, good well, for it, you.
0: it's been requested so much. I feel like I'm following the will of of the, of of the, the, the listeners. Yeah, Fair yeah. Enough. Where I'm like I'm not, I'm not saying that I'll I'll look into it and be like, "Hell yeah."
1: Yeah. But no, I'm no. curious. Right, to see what yeah. the what the journey is. It's cuz I always think there's like like, like automatic doors right there are so many great things that come out of um of science fiction yeah why yeah. you got to go uh be the horrible thing why you got to look for I that know, i it's, know but you know one of my favorite like nobody's working on a uterine replicator nobody's working on replacing right. the womb with a can that you can grow a baby in so huh. that, so that uh, uh, mortality rates can go down and yeah and yeah and uh maybe you can genetically modified so that sickle cell anemia doesn't exist right, anymore I know. Or- there's so
0: many good uses but 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 i will say i do understand uh, on a on a unemotional logic basis if you think truly believe that uh you know like in the cold war for example that this other country that is going to uh, be a far worse way of life then what's right. going on in your country? if you truly think they are on the road that to discovering that they're evil that they're discovering something that could you know get, tip the balance of power so they can take over everything yeah is there that argument that you would then be foolish not to pursue it yourself you know because oh. that's the argument you know they well, make.
1: The re- yeah because the reason to research it is because of nationalism and because right. you believe your way right. of life is better than right. others and you fear that it would not be and there, there are a, a million stories of Soviets coming over to the United States. And one of my favorite ones I heard in high school was, which was in the late seventies, early eighties, of yeah. course, is they had a guy come visit South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the factory okay. town where I am from. And our factory, the factory that employed Probably sixty-five to eighty percent of the people in town. Wow, okay, was called uh, Basirus Erie, and it made strip mining equipment, okay, and also reclamation equipment because create your own need, you guys. Anyway, so uh, it is now a Caterpillar plant. It makes okay. Caterpillar tractors and and yeah. earth moving. It makes strip mining equipment, okay. So, but it employs a lot less people because most of those jobs moved away. But so, but at in its heyday, which yeah. was in the sixties, some. Somebody came from the Soviet Union and uh, to visit and look at the factory and, and just check it out. It was supposed sure. to be some sort of uh, goodwill kind of thing. And reputedly, the guy said, there was no reason to park all of those cars in the parking lot to pretend that everybody has a car. In 1972.
0: Wow. When everybody wow.
1: in the United States, of course, yeah. had a car. Right. Yeah, right. there was none right. of that. Wow. So, I mean, the illusion that our life was better than the Soviet life wasn't, wasn't entirely inaccurate. I mean, right, right. I mean, we've been sitting in a gravy boat for 55 years soaking up some serious gravy. Oh, I I just
0: uh, did the North Korea episode where it's like, you know, without a doubt, the quality of life there for uh, not just the average citizen, but almost every citizen is objectively horrific. Yeah. Like it is a terrible, terrible regime. Yeah, You know, running that. So it's like, you know, if we use them, it's like, well, what if North Korea uh, was much more powerful, right. you know, much more broad, and it looked like they were going to start pushing their way into the Americas, and it looked like they were on the path of creating some horrible weapon, right? you know, that could decimate us, would, we would be, we would kind of feel, I'm sure, a, a lot of pressure to like, no, 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 we got to come up with that first right? to get them, which is, you know, which, sad. And- it's terrible for humanity in general, because eventually, you know, some wackadoodle, yeah, is going to unleash one of these horrific weapons.
1: Right, right, because we have access to to, and there are supposedly all over the old Soviet Union just silos full of oh nukes. God,
0: yeah, that I'm are just sure. sitting
1: around. And um, it's Wait, you know for a
0: kid with a BB gun.
1: Here's the great thing about reading a book. Yeah, is uh, you know that history is cyclical. Yeah, there's nothing to be done about it. And right. what you got to do is you got to address the thing in front of you. Right. Do, live your life. Try to be happy. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And try to be the best person you could be. Yep. And not think about the future. Uh, you know. Remember that. But scene also in-
0: make a bunker. Also live in a bunker.
1: <laughs> Terminator Two. <laughs> I always think about Terminator Two when uh, Linda Hamilton is just she's looking at the kid playing on the oh yeah on the yeah, ground, yeah 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 and all she can see is the yep, is yep. the destruction and you're like
0: yeah. oh yeah she's wrecked in that movie
1: that can't you can't live like that you right. can't do it right you don't know. And I know,
0: I know, you can't. Yeah.
1: So, but build a bunker. Uh, just, I'd you, like to you, go quick. You just quite live, quite you just
0: live in your bunker and you just enjoy your dry goods as best you can. Exactly. What you the can't, heck? You just you make sure your ammo is you know fresh and up to date. Sure. Uh, right. dry.
1: <laughs> you got dry you make sure ammo, your grains,
0: and your rice, or you know, not getting weevils and shit in them, and you just enjoy it.
1: Right. I I do a weird thing where <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a little too much cash. Uh, please don't Ooh. rob me. Okay. Uh, I have, uh, but I just uh, because of my my grandmother was like, you got to keep cash around. I was like, how long is it going to be good for? Is it mostly just going to be good for uh, to light fires right. eventually? Which is, I'm I'm reading this uh, I'm reading this book right now by uh, what the heck is it called? Like the Fifth Season is what it's called by huh. N.K. Jemisin, J.E.M.I.S.I.N. and it is a fantasy book. Okay. Uh, uh, she won the Hugo, and oh, it's okay. a trilogy. Yeah. Okay, and. It is a dark. It is a dark book of a post. You know, it's sort of about people very, just, have superpowers, and it's dystopian. But it's a it's a people can crawl, control the elements to some extent. It's huh. it's sort of um, Mistborn. Did you ever read that? No, Brandon uh-uh. Sanderson. huh. He's from Idaho. I think you really. Yeah, it's uh, it's what I call the Mormon science fiction uh program. It's uh, Orson Scott Card started the writing group for young Mormon writers. Oh, cool! And th- it has created some amazing science fiction and fantasy writers out of it.
0: Well, I, kn- I know enough about Mormonism to understand the link with fantasy.
1: Well. I mean, we can mock, but no, no, no I'm not. not even
0: in a mocking way, but like, yeah. uh, but truly, like, I dated a Mormon girl, uh, my first real girlfriend, and there's they believe in this, uh, this, you know, it's obviously related to Christianity. They consider themselves to be Christians. I'm not religious, so I'm not judging if they're Christian or not. But they it's believe not your call, not not my call, <laughs> right? My call. You,
1: you don't even have a horse in that race, exactly. I don't so have a horse. In that race.
0: But but they believe that um, they can become gods. That's part right. of right. They get thing. their own planet. Right. right. They get their own planet, which right. is. I, I, I'm just saying that that would be. Uh, that's conducive that's to very creating. Conducive to world building and
1: world building. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's super conducive to world building. Right, right. And Brandon Sanderson's worlds are pretty great. Cool. Uh, Elantris is one of my, I think, one of my favorite books. If I think about, like, like it's because it's a one-off. Okay, the great okay. thing about Elantris is it's just one they're, book. They're not big. Longs- and then okay. it's not a trilogy that he hasn't finished. Right. right. Uh, so, Patrick Rothfuss, I'm talking to you. Anyway. So okay. anyway. <laughs> He's not listening. <laughs> you uh, don't know. I met him. I met him. He's uh, he's on that Joko cruise. that I did oh, the very nerd cool. cruise where you go on a nerd. He's on it again this year. I'm wow. doing it. That's awesome. Jonathan Colton is a, a sort of a nerd musician, sort of like okay. if um, I don't know that he will appreciate this analogy either. But uh, he's a poor man's exactly. <laughs> where he's like, he's like if um, Weird Al. Okay. And the. They might be giants. Yep. We're one guy. Okay. And okay. so, it's sort of like that cuz they aren't parodies. Right. But their original songs. He are, wrote the, the he bit. wrote the final song for the video game Portal. I
0: never I haven't played. You know, I've been I'm so behind on games. Yeah. Uh, but Oh no, and and yeah. that
1: one's I never finished it. Oh, okay. It's uh, my my problem with uh with console games is uh you have to commit to 14 hours right. to learn how to use right. the uh, the joystick. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a PS4 I, but my I used to care. Yeah. You have kids that play them I have kids I, and, and, I, and I justify
0: games now like I I've never been able to casually play uh, video games I, I played in my entire childhood uh, yeah, my productivity early adult. down oh gone just gone, gone. I uh, I've, I've given away get multiple systems because yeah. it's it's the closest I've ever felt to being uh an addict yeah is with games never I've messed around with you know experiment with different drugs right booze. never yeah booze weed coke food stuff like that never had a a feeling a ever awesome. of of, of <laughs> like needing to do it more and more and uh-huh. more, but uh, games, especially like uh, RPGs,
1: yeah, I, were you, I, I were z- z- oh, God. link Zelda and
0: uh... Zelda and all that, and then like Warcraft was the one like a lot of people. Oh, it, there you go. I had to get rid of it. Um, what, the saddest one of the saddest moments of being an adult for me was I got <laughs> my with my ex wife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I I was I was pretty young. I was like twenty four, twenty five, and I got real into it, mm-hmm. and uh, to the point that you know I was just getting into comedy, and so. Now I feel like there's plenty for me to do in comedy. It's like I know there's always something I could be working on. Back then there was a little bit of like – I don't know. I hadn't worked the muscle enough to like be able to write
1: for very long or, okay. know,
0: or know what I was – at least that's how I justified it.
1: Yeah. And, and I wasn't working around. But you the had road. two things. Was it Warcraft and stand-up? Pretty much. And, you know, and, so and, and Warcraft marriage. one
0: and marriage. And but, but I would. My, she had a real job. Okay, okay. I shouldn't say real. Uh, disparage myself. She had a nine to five job. She. uh I call
1: it real. And he okay. has a real job. Okay,
0: so she would go do that, and then I would just say like, "Yeah, I am going to be writing and doing some stuff," and then I would be like, uh, "Okay, I'm going to play Warcraft until eleven a.m. Mm. and then but then I'm going to write for the rest of the afternoon." And that's that suddenly became just the whole day. I was just playing Warcraft yeah. and not writing at all. And then it got so bad. This is the sad. The work starts starts to get real sad. I would <laughs> at night. I would wait. I would lay in bed. And wait until my uh, wife thought uh, or until until I realized she was asleep, I would pretend to be asleep, Yep. wait till she was asleep, sneak out of bed, oh yeah, play through the night, yeah, and then pretend to be asleep when she 's getting ready in the morning, the second she leaves, get up and play again, and I remember one day this is when I hit rock wow. bottom I remember i, I didn 't even bother to put on clothes i 'm completely naked hadn 't brushed my teeth, showered. Uh, nothing, just a gross dude, a naked butt <laughs> on a chair play, playing Warcraft. And I'm like, okay, until noon, but then that's it. And I kept pushing the time back. Yeah, She gets home around 530. Pretty soon it's five o'clock. I still have done nothing but like just disgustingly ate like lunch meat out of a bag yeah. sitting at my chair. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to hop in the shower in five minutes. Pretty soon, rattling at the door, the key is in there. I I pop, I pop up, I grab pants, only pants and throw on pants. And now I just look like a lunatic. Like I'm a, I'm a dirty man wearing only pants, standing in the bedroom. And she goes, What are you doing? What happened? And I actually thought for a second, not in a, this isn't just a joke. I yeah. thought about telling her that I had been jerking off. Yeah. Because that seemed less pathetic than the truth.
1: Right. It is less pathetic than than this. Because you know what? You can't jerk off for 14 (laughs) to 27 hours. Right. You cannot (laughs) masturbate that long. That was when I stopped playing
0: that game. And then later I got into like PSP and then I gave it to somebody. I just have never been able to
1: casually play. Well, and that's why I didn't start. Andy worked at Sony PlayStation. Oh, cool. That was so – right. It was really cool. Yeah. And um, so – he would bring home i remember i was trying to play prince of persia sands of time Okay, yeah it's one of the great games and um he was backseat video game playing you know like yeah. you, when it's, it's usually a child who's sitting behind you going <laughs> right you're not, yeah, you're not yeah, yeah 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 you're not and not, uh, not a designer and he's a grown-up man and so he knew better than sure. to you're not you gotta sure and he's he didn't do the thing the children do which is give me the I'll do this part for you, until eventually I just said, "Why don't you just do this part for me?" And I, because I always played uprights, and my my revelatory moment was in college when I realized that I was blowing my entire student loans. Oh God! On video games. Yeah. And I met a guy who had, and I was like. Oh, I guess I'm done for a second.
0: You saw the ghost of Christmas future.
1: Yes, I did indeed. <laughs> right. And I was like, okay, I'm done. But right now, I'm actually, and I've been playing the same, like I play games on my iPhone and okay. uh, iPad for, and then the f- criminal case I've been playing for five years. I have given them dime none. Uh, wow. But I would buy a t shirt that had a Grimsboro Police Department t shirt right. okay. in okay. a million. I would totally buy that yeah. shirt. Yeah. And, but about, I would say 14 days ago, maybe less. I was introduced to a new game, which is just a Bejeweled. It's like, you know, the match three. It's one I've been playing Frozen's Bejeweled, the TV, the movie. Yep, yep, yep. This thing is a Bejeweled game, but also a versus game. And it goes so deep into the long boxes of Marvel Comics.
0: Oh, so it's a crack for you.
1: I am on fucking board. Uh, It is. uh, I have never thought about purchasing money, uh, spending money on something. It's called Marvel Puzzle Quest, and it was free because it's got in game purchasing. And I wake up and I play it, and he goes to sleep and I play it, and it's a little bit of that. It's not that bad. I bathe and I have. uh, I work.
0: Okay. Okay. So, but
1: it is. But I know better than to get into because we the PS3 died uh, probably five six months ago okay and we were like should we get a ps4 and we did not yeah yeah I, mean,
0: I I know they're just if you have like a trust fund and you just never have to worry about money then why not
1: well and i thought about getting a switch because uh it's because you can take it with you and stuff and i love zelda i mm-hmm, genuinely do mm-hmm, like those zelda mm-hmm. games i like zelda and i like um final fantasy legend uh but uh, whatever yeah. yeah i don't yeah, yeah. i don't need to Right, I
0: know, I know.
1: So, hey, we're we're close to being in an hour, my friend. So let's uh, let's plug. First of all, Dan Cummings is who I'm with. What do you, are you working next week?
0: Uh, the week I that am. this comes I, out. Where I are am, you? I'll be in Omaha. Oh, you're doing Omaha at the Funny Bone in Omaha. There you go, yeah. Funny
1: Bone in Omaha. If you are in Nebraska, knock yourselves out, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Timesuckpodcast.com dot is yes. got links to everything. Dan Cummings, and uh, you. What are you reading? What are you reading right now? Gosh, you know what? I like to ask.
0: I I, I just finished that book uh, just the other day, The Search for the Manchurian Candidate. And so I am, I'm I'm in the middle of, uh, I'm on book 13 of The Walking Dead. I guess that would be the book I'm on right now. I'm halfway through it. I've been, I've been way behind though, because I just, with all the research I've Graphic
1: novels? Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, you know, like my favorite series is is Preacher. I think I read that one twice. Yeah. I really like it. But like, um,
1: Garth uh, Ennis is great. I like he's dark. The he's dark only and crazy. the only one that I really like of him because he'll write a one off and I'm like, oh good. Oh yeah, which but one?
0: Like Pilgrim or
1: no? I don't. i never read Preacher. Um, okay. I don't. It was the Nick Fury Max. Remember the Max publication? Nick Fury yeah, I, in the I, war. I, I
0: love his Punisher Max. Uh, uh, oh Ennis's.
1: Yeah, I never but, yeah. the Punisher. It's too revenge-y for me. Okay. So, That's funny. but I like like because my favorite guys are like Ed Brubaker and. Um, Brian Vaughn and um, any number of people. I like Duggan. Duggan's writing. Jerry Duggan uh, is writing the Deadpool right now. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, he wrote I, it with Posseyn for a while. Uh, uh, yeah, wrote it with That's such him. a cool
0: job. Posseyn has had to, and that's awesome. I, I read Deadpool when it first came out when I was a kid. Yeah, and then fell out. Uh, I'm trying to think. Batman was like the only like superhero I really kind of stuck with, and then Swamp Swamp Thing randomly.
1: Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, I like. You know, um, I never did read. Uh, Andy's got. There's a uh, the. I'm married to a long box, right? That's right, a dick right. joke. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but he will occasionally, like the first thing, one of the first ones he handed me was an Alan Moore Top Gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Top Gun series. And then the next one, because I read those 45 issues. Yeah. Uh, the, or whatever it was, the next thing he was, was 75 issues of oh, wow. Sandman. okay. And then okay, it was Lucifer. Yeah. And then it, it was, was Lucifer, yeah. Yeah. You would like Lucifer just because it's dark and funny yeah. and then darker okay I, so, I do like that
0: stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I, actually my my logo for time suck there's a little nod to to um dr manhattan uh, from uh the watchman yeah the, just with the eyes
1: you know i read Watchmen too Simples. early i feel like uh and then i saw the movie and i like the movie better than the than the books i think right. i should reread the books yeah just because and v for vendetta i like the movie yeah. better than the books right. I like that movie but too. that's because they updated it yeah exactly
0: and, same thing with the watchman you know it's just a yeah, they were just able to, to to make it look a little, you know, a little yeah, cooler. Yeah, they made it look... The a, CGI. They,
1: they did a nice job. They, they did, did a real nice job. Did. And uh And um, Walking Dead, yeah. I just had Debbie Gutierrez on. Uh, she talked about The Walking Dead oh, cool, and well, what cool, yeah. I missed about The Walking Dead. Yeah. Because for me, zombies, I don't really... I never really got zombies right. until um, it was explained to me in a very basic way that it... They are, it isn't about zombies. It's right. about the people around the zombies.
0: Right, 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 It's right, about right. how
1: humanity deals with something like frickin' zombies.
0: Yeah, well, I love that. That's what they call, what, sur- survival horror. Yeah. I believe, like, what they call that, you know, yeah. uh, genre. But exactly. I mean, and, and I, I do, I don't mind the show. I do like the uh, the, the, book's the better. book better. I mean, just because they can, um, you know, you get a little more invested with the characters and stuff, and they can take things a little farther in certain ways. But, uh, but that, that, that's the appeal of that. It's, yeah. Yeah, like the zombies are.
1: Yeah, the book is always going to be open.
0: Right, right, yeah. And the zombies, you know, lose their. Uh, kind of terror it's like, it 's like it is this w- weird like where they just kind of keep a consistent level of dread in the atmosphere, yeah, because you can 't ever totally let your guard down, yeah but they 're not some like vampire type monster that is hyper intelligent i mean they're they 're really dumb yeah they 're just you know like the big the big, <laughs> right. the, the big uh, they just become
1: is- like a thing you have to do you 're like be yeah. aware of zombies right it 'd be like if you lived in the woods. And you would have to be aware of bears or wolves right. or whatever.
0: Yeah, it would be like yeah, exactly. A zombie outbreak is is no more scary than than if, for some, some reason, uh, bears just their population or a went rabid up by, by a billionth, and all yes. of a sudden there was just <laughs> massive herds of thousands of grizzly
1: bears that were very hungry, <laughs> marching across the country. I'd so be like, God, these fucking bears are everywhere. Like that I guess would be- deal with the bears first, and then we'll answer your question about homecoming. <laughs> right, 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 so, right. Yeah that's uh, fascinating uh, this has been this has been fascinating Dan Cummins thanks for so, having me thanks for coming on the show uh, everyone go to timesuckpodcast.com and you know the rules out there Rangers take care of each other my hat my hat my hat they're dancing around my hat my hat my hat my hat well what do you think of that if it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance
0: it's most likely a Mexican hat dance so take off your hat and let's dance
1: yay